Welcome to another thrill-packed edition of Unite, i.e. radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen, and where we have the same motto as the FBI. We hear you. <laughs> we, we would love to hear you. Um, that's a great way to start the show off. I like that. And, uh, of course, we're referring to the the latest bit of uh, information, the Horowitz IG report that came out this week on the FBI spying on the Donald Trump campaign, and as, which further confirmed what the evidence overwhelmingly showed before this, that the FBI, working in conjunction with the Hillary Clinton campaign, and used Russian disinformation Lied to lied to the court and obtained a warrant to conduct surveillance on the D- Donald Trump campaign, and it's important to understand is that we, well maybe Carter Page and three other individuals were the subject of the spying. When you get one of these warrants, you get two steps from the government gets two steps from that. So not only do they monitor the communications of everyone that Carter Page communicated with, but everyone in that circle their communications. Now, how can, that's constitutional. Actually, now, how that's constitutional that you communi- that that if that if Carter Page talks to Fred Flintstone and then Fred Flintstone talks to Barney, how they get the communications between Fred and Barney constitutionally with no warrant is kind of beyond me. Even though I'm an attorney, there's another step that they actually get as well, and that came up in uh, Attorney General Barr's interview with N- uh, NBC. Uh, this week when he let go of a number of allegations about his interpretation of the report. But what he clarified there is to a question of, well, Carter Page wasn't with the campaign anymore when the FISA warrants were pulled. And William Barr said that doesn't matter because not only do you get the advantage of watching him real time in his communications and spying on what he does, You also get to spy on what he did, which means you can get any records going back as far as you want to. There's no limit to how far back you can go, which puts to rest the talking point that the media enjoyed for uh, quite a while up until Barr clarified this for the media that, well, it really didn't go backwards. Yes, it did. It went backwards all the way to wherever the FBI wanted it to go. So in addition to what you're saying, in terms of spying, um, not only do you get the the advantage of being able to move your surveillance from the uh, individual that the FISA warrant was taken out on, but you also get to go, as you'd indicated, steps away from that person. You also get to go back into the history. So, you know, it's been an interesting week. Not only did we have the IG report, but then we had the uh, the Department of uh, I'm sorry, the Judiciary Committee begin de- deliberations about whether to impeach John- Donald Trump over his abu- quote unquote abuse of power. And Lots to digest, Greg. They're related, and we'll we'll we'll, we'll dive more into the sham impeachment in our next segment. But the, but these are related, and I think you go back to. The summertime, and I don't remember the date, is there was a, it was, didn't get a lot of attention, but William Barr, who's been investigating what the deep state has done, along with uh, uh, U.S. Attorney John Durham, said that we're going to let the chips fall where they may. And not a lot of people paid attention to that, but I think the deep state 
paid attention to that because that's where the current shampeachment over Ukraine got started. They changed the rules for whistleblowers so you didn't have to have any actual knowledge. You could just be one first, second, third, fourth, fifth hand, hand hearsay. Then the whistleblower, a longtime Democrat and p- partisan operative in the, in the intelligence community, goes to Schiff. That's where it's, and that's where they started working on this. But it came from the deep state. And I think it's because they knew this report was coming that was going to show their systematic abuse of the FISA process to spy on Americans with no basis whatsoever. And that was also interesting is that Barr came out and Durham Barr came out and said he disagreed with the conclusion that the investigation was warranted and there was no political bias. And Durham said, well, I respect the IG, of course, but uh, I differ with uh, some of the conclusions. Stay tuned. Right. Okay. So then they concoct all of this because this is the reports coming out and possible indictments of Obama deep state officials may be, may be forthcoming. And all this, is, all this, I think, is just very, very important. Actually, it's more important than the shampeachment, which even if it gets through the House, is not going anywhere. And that is that the government has weapon, the Democrat Party has weaponized the government. They've politicized and corrupted was first the, the IRS they used against uh, the Tea Party and the Obama's opponents to hamstring them for the 2012 election. Then they used the FBI, the NSA, the CIA to work with the Hillary Clinton campaign to try to get her elected. And then when she proved to be such a terrible candidate that Donald Trump won anyways to try to frame him for Trump-Russia collusion. And now... Ukraine, this Ukrainian story. And what's really frightening is that there are virtually no prominent Democrats that have any problem with this, with weaponizing these very powerful agencies that can spy on you. Well, these are the people that are supposed to watch out for America's civil liberties, the ACLU, which is an organization that you know, found its origins in protecting uh, American civil liberties as protected by the Constitution has become a an extremist advocacy group for far left policy uh, prescriptions. But to your point um, about what really has been going on, and this is this this is and and yes, they are connected in as much as the Democrats from day one. Even before Donald Trump, when it became apparent that Donald Trump was going to be the candidate that Hillary Clinton was going to face. And we knew Hillary Clinton was the candidate that uh, whoever the Republicans nominated was going to face because poor old Bernie didn't stand a chance. Um, what, What we see here is a constant thread of going after Donald Trump in the camp during the campaign. Once the election happened, you have. You have people from the whistleblower's attorney all the way to prominent Democrats from day one of after the election saying we're going to impeach Donald Trump. All they were looking for was the set of circumstances they they could tie together in the most uh, loose way even in order to begin that process. And then it was the vocal side of the Democrat Party, the squad, if you will, that forced 
uh, Nancy Pelosi's hand into pushing in this direction. But Mike Lee, in the uh, Horowitz hearing uh, in the Senate Judiciary Committee, had this to say in summing it up. And I think that this really kind of takes what you were driving after and ties it together in a very nice, neat package. He said either these FBI agents were purposefully used using the power of the federal government to wage a political war against a presidential candidate that they despised, which I think is is true. Or these agents were so incompetent that they allowed a paid foreign political operative, Christopher Steele, to weaponize the FISA program, the th- four FISA warrants that were pulled out, uh, that were pulled against uh, Trump against Trump's campaign. The doorway, as you as you cre- as you created the picture, was Carter Page into spy into a spying operation on a rival presidential political campaign. Now. I don't care which is worse. Obviously, Horowitz did not make uh, did not make a determination that the bias that is so plainly obvious on the parts of the people that ran this uh, operation in the FBI was so clear. Um, but it doesn't matter which is worse. Both are extremely bad and unacceptable. And as to the bias, what's uh, what I think is 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 points directly to the fact that there's a bias. It's rare to have a single error in a FISA application. This is not something that happens in the day-to-day processing of trying to find those people that are organizing for ill will towards America, either a terrorist plot or something that's happening overseas where there's a, a domestic connection to that, which is where the FISA court comes in. But to have 17 errors... Not 17 errors, some of which, you know, come out in Donald Trump's favor, some of which come out against Donald Trump, but to have 17 errors, 10 of which happened in the original, I think, no, seven that happened in the original application and another 10 that compounded over the next three renewals to have them all go against Donald Trump. That is not a random accident accident that to me implies that indeed bias had a role in this even though horowitz would not acknowledge that in the hearing or in his report that's what i have to say yep and uh how many uh democrats or how many members of the hillary clinton campaign were accidentally spied on because of fbi quote errors unquote and of course the number is somewhere between zero and zero Let's take a pause here because we want to dive into the impeachment and we have a great clip coming up of Jim Jordan, who is one of my favorite members of Congress. After this word from Ed Hoffman, the man to go to for your real estate lending needs, both residential and commercial. Back after this. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM590, The Answer. By now, I'm sure you've all been hearing about the fact that mortgage rates have dropped a whole percentage point in the last 12 months. So what does that mean to you? Well, if you own a home, it means we can possibly, one, reduce your payment, two, pull out cash and pay off other bills, and then further reduce your payment, or three, we can possibly reduce the term of your loan and get your home paid off years earlier than you planned. If you're over 62 considering a reverse mortgage, the lower the interest rates are, the more money you get on a reverse mortgage. And if you haven't even inquired about a reverse, you owe it to yourself to investigate this tremendous financing option. So if you're thinking about any of these, the time to act is now. 
For more information, call me at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Summit Funding logo. Ed Hoffman, NMLS ID number we want to talk about impeachment. There's so much that went on this week. We've got a packed show for everybody. But in relation, in, in regards to impeachment, the impeachment was over the idea that Donald Trump used aid to Ukraine as a lever to get them and pressure them into uh, investigating what they called a political rival. I got a question for you, Greg, the attorney in the room. If there was, in fact... No, uh, well, let's say no quid. In other words, there was no plot by the president to withhold Ukraine aid. Does there exist a quid pro quo? Well, you can't. I mean, and also, if there, if Ukraine doesn't and did not know the aid was being withheld, you cannot leverage Ukraine to do anything if they don't know what you're doing. So I've got two things for us. But you know, first, go ahead. Well, let me let me do this, and then then you can. Uh, first, the White House Budget Office actually defended the temporary hold on the Ukraine aid as an appropriate action. They went to actually the Office of Management and Budget. Their general counsel wrote to the Government Accountability Office and defended the holds on Wednesday of this past week. Now, remember, it was weeks ago that they that the Democrats decided to forge ahead with this impeachment process. It's only this week that the OMB, um, as a result of the inquiry that was put out by the Government Accountability Office, has clarified that the withholding of this aid, the $250 million uh, in Ukraine aid managed by the Pentagon and the $141 million administered by the State Department, was actually withheld due to policy clarifications and had nothing to do with President Trump leaning on any department inside our uh, inside our government to withhold the aid. So they've come out and said that the that the withholding of aid was a normal part of the process of making these payments to make sure that all of the policy provisions of administering and releasing the aid had been had been complied with. Well, had nothing Go ahead. Go ahead. Other nations' aid was also held up. But, well, exactly. but, more, but more fundamentally, assuming worst case, best case for the Democrats, Donald Trump had told the President Zelensky of Ukraine, I, need, I want you to invest, if you want your aid, I need you to investigate the corruption involving Joe Biden and his, and his crackhead son, Hunter Biden, getting $83,000 a month from the Ukrainian gas company Burisma. That is an entirely appropriate use of presidential authority because investigating corruption is a good thing. 
and should be done. And this, the, the, the Hunter Biden's deal reeks of corruption. It is obviously corruption and absolutely should be, should have been investigated and should be investigated. But we're running out of time for this half. And I want to get to Jim Jordan's some. In five minutes, he can't do everything. He can only scratch the surface of what's gone on here. But in right. five minutes, he does a great job. So let's hear from the incomparable Jim Jordan. They're never going to stop. Congressman Green said yesterday, if the Senate doesn't convict, it will not end. This is not about Ukraine. Facts are on the president's side. Zelensky said he wasn't pressured. Ukrainians didn't even know aid was held at the time of the call. And most importantly, they did nothing to get the aid released. This is about one basic fact. The Democrats have never accepted the will of the American people. Three weeks ago, Nancy Pelosi called the president of the United States an imposter. And the attacks on the president started before the election. July 31st, 2016, the FBI opened the Trump-Russia investigation and spied on four American citizens associated with President Trump's campaign. They took the dossier to the FISA court and they lied to the court 17 times. Didn't tell the court the guy who wrote the dossier was desperate to stop Trump. Didn't tell the court the guy who wrote the dossier was working for the Clinton campaign. Didn't tell the court the guy who wrote the dossier had been fired by the FBI for leaking information to the press. And the FBI continued the investigation after the election. On January 3rd, 2017, Senator Schumer said this. If you mess with the intelligence community, they have six ways from Sunday at getting back at you. It took all of three days for that statement to come true. January 6th, at Trump Tower, Jim Comey briefs President-elect Trump on the dossier. The dossier that the FBI already knew was false. They do it so that they can leak it to the press and the press will write about the fact they briefed him. The president was told he wasn't under investigation when in fact they were investigating him and trying to trap him at that meeting. And of course, they continued their investigation after the inauguration. When we deposed Jim Comey in, in, in this committee, last Congress, he said after 10 months of the FBI's investigation, they didn't have a thing. Comey gets fired on May 9, 2017. Eight days later, Bob Mueller gets hired, and we get two years of the Mueller investigation. 19 lawyers, 40 agents, 500 warrants, 2,800 subpoenas, but zero collusion. But Democrats don't care about the facts, and they're never going to stop. The whistleblower's lawyer said 10 days after the president was sworn in, Coup has started, impeachment to follow. 16 Democrats on this committee voted to move forward with impeachment before Bob Mueller ever sat, ever sat in front of this committee and testified, before President Trump and President Zelensky ever had their call. They're never going to stop with their attacks because they can't stand the fact that President Trump is actually draining the swamp and doing what he said he would do, and most importantly, getting results. Taxes cut, regulations reduced, economy growing at an unbelievable pace, lowest unemployment in 50 years, Gorsuch and Kavanaugh on the court, out of the Iran deal, embassy in Jerusalem, hostages home from North Korea, and oh, by the way, a new NAFTA agreement coming any day now. They can't stand it. And they're never going to stop. And it's not just because they don't like the president. It's not just because they don't like the president. They don't like us. They don't like the 63 million people who voted for this president. All of us in flyover country, all of us common folk in Ohio, Wisconsin, Tennessee, and Texas, they don't like us. How about what Ms. Carlin said last week sitting right there? The Democrat professor who came in here and told us what she believes. Liberals tend to cluster. Conservatives spread out because they don't even want to be around themselves. How about our colleague, 
Maxine Waters, June of 2018, when she said this, and if you see anybody from that cabinet in a restaurant, in a department store, at a gasoline station, you get out and you create a crowd and you push back on them and you tell them they are not welcome anymore, anywhere. That is scary. How about Peter Strzok, the guy who ran the Clinton investigation, the guy who ran the Trump-Russia investigation, the deputy head of counterintelligence who was fired when he said this, went to a Southern Virginia Walmart, I can smell the Trump support. They don't like us. That's what this is about. They don't like the president. They don't like the president's supporters. And they dislike us so much they're willing to weaponize the government. A few years ago was the IRS. More recently was the FBI. And now it's the impeachment power of Congress going after 63 million people and the guy we put in the White House. Think about what Chairman Schiff did last week. He released the phone records of the president's personal lawyer. He released the phone records of a member of the press. And he released the phone records of a Republican member of Congress. This is scary stuff. This is scary stuff, what they're doing. And frankly, it is dangerous for our country. It is not healthy for our country. And we should all remember what Emmett Flood told us, the president's lawyer, what he told us this past spring when the Mueller report first came out. It would be well to remember that what can be done to a president can be done to any of us. This is scary stuff and serious stuff. And I hope you guys will reconsider and stop it while you can police state comes to mind greg absolutely that they that's part of their fundamental transformation of the country is you don't go along you suffer these consequences you can be investigated you can be prosecuted you're going to be spied on and broadly you're going to be you lose your job you're going to your your business will suffer uh you antifas may be out in front of your house your social media accounts will get shut down yep it's a concerted effort and campaign against all opposition. And Donald Trump's real crime and the real crime of his, of his supporters is we got between them and power. Great meme that goes around. It's Donald Trump sitting. It's a black and white meme. And it said, they're really coming after you. It's just I'm in the way, which is why they're coming after me. It is. And I'm going to come back to the spying. This, this report was focused just on the spying on the Trump campaign. How many other Americans have been spied upon by the government under the Obama administration? No one's looking at that. And James Rosen. James Rosen. Uh, investigative reporter Cheryl Atkinson had spyware placed on her computer. Wonder by whom? She's still trying to find out. She's still engaged in a lawsuit against the federal government. Yes. So then we have all the unmaskings where normally when the NSA monitors communications of foreigners, they mask if they're communicating with an American citizen. But uh, government officials can unmask the American citizen. And that would particularly, we know late in the Obama administration, that was done far wider than it had ever been done previously. And that, was, that hasn't been followed up upon. So Greg, there's no the, the full no range state. The there's full no range. State. Actually, there is. The, 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 after denying no it, state. the New York Times came out recently and said, oh, thank God for the deep state. Doesn't exist. It's just a, it's just a conspiracy. You're right. 
I'm just joking. I mean, how can you listen to Jim Jordan and come away with any other conclusion? It it was a it was a stream of facts. And one of the great things about Jim Jordan, and I share your uh, appreciation of him, is the fact that the guy can fit so many words and thoughts and phrases into five minutes. That was as you as you rightly pulled that quote in order to include it in our show. That was probably one of the best summations of really what has gone on. And he probably could have gone for another five minutes. I probably have gone on for several hours to count to all of the abuses that have happened. That's all the time we have this half hour. Stay tuned. In the next half hour, we're going to talk about amnesty. It's back after this. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, here on AM590, The Answer. Let me talk to you seniors for a moment. Have you been hearing people talk about reverse mortgages and wondering what those are all about? Let me make it simple for you. A reverse mortgage is exactly the same as any other mortgage with one exception. You don't have to pay monthly payments if you don't want to. You still get a monthly statement and you can send in payments if you want to. They're just not required. So your next question is, where does that leave my kids when at some point I pass away? Did I just give their inheritance to the bank? The answer is no. Your kids will inherit the same amount as they would have otherwise with the exception of any anything that you want, or anything that you need between now and your final day on Earth. If this sounds like something that might enhance your retirement years and you want to talk to someone who can make it just that simple, call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. And listen to my show, The Main Event, Saturday mornings at 10, Saturday nights at 9, and Sunday mornings at 8 o'clock, right here on AM590, The Answer. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. And, well, the majority of attention is focused on the impeachment and on the latest report documenting the FBI surveillance of American citizens and spying on the Donald Trump campaign to help the Hillary Clinton campaign. It's back. Like a zombie, it's never, ever dead. Amnesty is back, and just this week, the House representatives, with 34 Republicans joining in, approved another massive amnesty, and help us dissect that and tell us what's going on here. We have one of our favorite activists, Robin Vidston, who uh, I think if you look up activist, if you look up uh, in the dictionary, he has her picture next to it. She exemplifies what we say that the most important political office is that of the private citizen and her emphasis and leading the group We the People Rising has been on immigration and in particular illegal immigration and a little more recently the Gavin Newsom recall, which we'll we'll get to a little bit later. So Robin, what what is what is this latest amnesty bill and what's going on with this? Well, this is full on amnesty for 1.5 million illegal aliens, and keep in mind that includes their immediate family. 
So it's a huge number. And as you dissect the bill, you find out the requirements are looser than you might think. For example, the individual need only have worked in the farm industry in the last two years, 180 days, and they're entitled to this. They would get a green card, a pathway to citizenship, and the bill is uh, not exactly honest. At one segment, it says if they uh, get the amnesty, they have to work within the agricultural field for eight years. However, they have a green card, a full-on green card, and you can work anywhere in the United States with a green card. So, um, as you said, the uh, impeachment scam has been on the front burner, and this legislation, this bill, has kind of just slid under the wire. It's a bad bill. Uh, as you pointed out, uh, Republicans voted for it, 34. However, there, there's a little glimmer of hope in the vote. Three of the Republican sponsors of this bill, because of the pressure from their constituents, they switched to no. Three Democrats voted no. So as we're analyzing this bill, we are hoping that's going to signal to the Senate to not move forward with this bill. Also, uh, leadership in the House had taken no stance on the bill until last week, and uh, Minority Whip Steve Scalise came out against it a week ago, and he advocated for no vote. So it's an outrageous bill, another amnesty for millions, but again, we're hoping it just might die in the Senate. Well, and so let me let me just set the table for this a little bit, and so folks who are listening understand what we're talking about. It's called the Farm Workforce Modernization Act. It's HR fifty thirty three that would end the uh, illegal employment. Is what this is. This is their description. End illegal employment of foreign workers in agriculture by allowing illegal workers to apply to apply for indefinite legal status, which. I, AKA amnesty. Second, it reforms the uh, H2A guest worker program to allow farms to fill open positions legally. Now, there is one little uh, caveat to this that I think was a good thing. And so in an effort for compromise, the bill also requires farmers to check their hires legal status through the E-Verify system. Uh, but the Heritage Foundation is... Uh, uh, aligning with your interpret with the, with the conversation we're having here, Congress should reject amnesty for illegal agricultural workers, and they've got a great piece up on the Heritage dot org website that talks about what the key takeaways are, as well as an explanation of the bill. So that's that's what has happened this week. This also exemplifies how the swamp works. The Democrats have always wanted amnesty, and we know the primary reason is they want to stack the voting deck. And, it'll, and we'll get to it. It'll be a lot more than $1.5 million before they're done. But, what they, but, to, right. but, 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 but to, to try to cobble together something they can pass, they, went, they, 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 they basically bribed quid pro quo the, farm, mm. the, the agricultural industry by promising them Indentured, and this literally provides for indentured servitude that these H two A's and these and these illegal aliens are legally required to continue working, depending on how long they've already been here, either four or eight years of indentured servitude, dredging that up from centuries past. 
and unlimited, supposedly temporary, quote-unquote, foreign agricultural workers. And what this does, contrary to the name of Farm Farm Workforce Modernization Act, just the opposite. It's to say that they don't have to modernize. They don't have to mechanize and use new machinery. They can keep harvesting crops using cheap foreign labor the way people have harvested crops for the last 10,000 years by hand. Not only that, there's also a provision in this that says, I'm sorry, Robin, there's a provision in this that not only allows for millions of illegal agricultural workers to uh, be granted amnesty, it also includes their spouses and children. So while the numbers in some of the mainstream reporting says, you know, 800,000 to a million, that does not include their uh, their spouses and children, which are also covered under this and given a pathway to citizenship. And what's also going to happen, understand how this, any amnesty is going to be administered by the bureaucracy filled with Democrat apparatchiks. So they are going to rubber stamp through these applications. And in fact, I've read that under, this, under the law, they have to accept the affidavit of an illegal alien that he, he or she was employed in agriculture for the requisite time and hours without question. So it's not going to be 1.5 million. Every illegal alien in the country, and including those and those that have not even arrived yet, are going to apply, fill out the affidavit, fill out the form, claim you've worked in agriculture, and you get amnestied in. This is this this is going to be many many times. If this was passed, it will be many many times. 1.5 million illegal aliens. They get amnestied in, plus their families. And then, of course, the once, they be, once they get their green card, once they become citizens, they can use chain migration to bring in hordes of other relatives for admission into the country under, 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 under chain migration. This want thing to get is, your thoughts. want to get your thoughts, Robin, but there's one little, one little interesting twist into this. Aliens are only eligible for this program called uh, becoming a certified agricultural worker status if they are inadmissible or deportable for the United, from the United States on the day the legislation was introduced on November 12, 2019. Inadmissible or deportable from the United States. So this means that you've got individuals that could not become citizens that are being granted amnesty. Robin? That's exactly right. Uh, that, that's why you have to read this bill very closely for all the loopholes in it. And, for example, the indentured servitude. These individuals are going to have regular green cards. So, in reality, they'll be able to work in other industries. And they've expanded this to include, just beyond farm workers, uh, dairies, uh, meat packing. So it is really just a full-blown amnesty in disguise, and it will be probably quite easy to qualify once the machine is set up. As you said, uh, they, they have to take the illegal alien's word for it that they have um, performed the, the work in the agricultural fields. So um, what we are hoping, and there is a glimmer of hope, that the Senate will not move forward with this legislation. Uh, it was a good sign when Steve Scalise 
last week took a stand, took a no stand, and we've seen Republicans that were co-sponsors. Once they find out the details in the bill, three of the co-sponsors voted no. So um, it's going to be up to the citizens to contact their senators, make a lot of noise about opposition to this. Social media, phone calls, going to their offices, because there is a hope that we will be able to stop this in the Senate. Let me let me add something to this because this this is this is really um, probably explains why you've got some late hour defectors from this bill. As you start to read through it and understand, mm-hmm. this also uh-huh. covers individuals who are protected from deep who are who are protected under a program called um, it's the. Uh, God, I lost it here in this article here. Uh, Individuals whose removal has been deferred under what is called deferred enforcement departure. This currently really only applies to nationals from Liberia and nationals from a small number of countries who have what's called temporary protected status because of harmful conditions in their countries. These are people that didn't come here to immigrate here. These are people that were allowed to come here because of situations in their home countries who eventually will go back to those home countries no, they won't. once those situ- well, no, that's the theory. Who eventually will go back to those home countries um once that situation is resolved, this bill gives them amnesty to become American citizens, gives them green cards. They didn't want it. And well, maybe they did, but they came here under a T- the TPS program. And now those individuals are being included in this program. Yeah, we have people on t- on temporary protective status that came here in the 1980s because of an earthquake in Central America. Yeah, mm-hmm. they, they, yeah. Temporary protective, temporary in the swamp means permanent. <laughs> yep. So well, it's a very, very bad bill, and there's a lot of hidden uh, amnesty goodies throughout it. And again, hopefully, our Senate is going to uh, not push this forward. There, so again, there is a hope that this will die in the Senate. Um, Notably, Donald Trump has not issued a veto threat on this law. So if if you're doing anything with social media, make sure you also direct this to to, to, to his attention in case this does get through the Senate. And what what has long long perplexed me is I understand how uh, business interests and donors looking at their short-term economic interests want cheap foreign labor. Now, long-term, cheap foreign labor means they're going to get President Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez or something like that. <laughs> okay. But the, for Republicans to want amnesty, to want to amnesty in millions of new Democrat voters, they're committing political suicide. And you've always thought, you know, you always heard that you know, politicians' number one goal was to get reelected. Mm-hmm. Okay. But now they're, oper- they're, they're, they're now operating, every one of these Republicans that supports amnesty is saying, I really don't want to get reelected. Now, we'll here's, say- something, here's something in this bill real quickly, Greg, that I don't understand. If you're going to give amnesty to people, you would think that it would include farm workers who are legally here working under the H-2A program and those seeking to come into the country through the H-2A program. 
It does not include them. It does not include individuals who are here legally in the United States who are farm workers. It only includes the people in these three very bizarre uh, buckets. And as you said, there's millions of them. And then when you add in their spouses and their kids, there's millions more. This is very odd. Well, it may be odd, but they'll, they can still just submit an affidavit. I've, I'm, I'm here illegally, and I, I was working in agriculture. Rubber stamp. Approved. A new right. citizen. I mean, Democrat voter. So, Robin, you're the activist, the real activist in the House. What do we do? Yeah. It's all part of the new bill's special privileges for illegal aliens that are just rampant within um, our lawmakers' purview. Uh, It's jaw-dropping, the special privileges, uh, particularly in the state of California, specifically, as in this bill, for people in our country illegally, lawbreakers, special rights. But, but wait a minute, didn't Nancy Pelosi tell us that no one is above the law? <laughs> oh, exactly. Wait, I, 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 I don't get this. How, how, how could this be? You, you, maybe Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats are not being ingenuous, and maybe they're being uh, disingenuous <laughs> on this. Could that be? Could be. <laughs> I think that's I think that's a fact. Let's uh, let's take a quick break here to acknowledge our sponsor for this half hour. And we can come back and we can uh, talk about what should folks do at this point since this is passed the House. Um, what do we do now? After this word from All Star Collision, the place to take your car when you have an accident because they are truly the kings of rock and roll. Back after this. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. This is Senator Mike Morrell asking you to tune in to Unite IE Radio every Saturday at 4 o'clock on AM 590, The Answer. Welcome back to the Unite Inland Empire Radio Show, the show for the most important political office, that of private citizen. We have a lot of examples, Greg, around the Inland Empire of individuals that get involved in one way or another. And I would second your description of our guest on the Unite IE Radio Show right now, Robin Vitzden, and her team. You said if you look up activist in the... uh, in the dictionary, there's a picture of Robin there. I would say it, that extends to her entire team of dedicated individuals that show up around Southern California. It's not just the Inland Empire where many of them live. They make long drives to places that need uh, an activism element, that need the voice, of the, the conservative voice. And they've actually, in some cases, put themselves in harm's way. There were videos not too uh, long ago that showed some of the members of the of the We the People Rising being assaulted at. Um, and I think that this was this was just recently, Robin, where uh, yes, a couple of the, the Long people, Beach Democrat Convention. Right. Yeah. And you guys were out there and, you know, doing doing uh, the, the, the good thing, supporting Donald Trump. And you had two. Uh, rabid liberals that approached you and and actually got arrested because they started a fight. 
Yes, it, it, it was a bloody fight, I might add. Um, these two leftists uh, approached us as we were on the public sidewalk in front of the convention, and it got, it got very heated. Uh, the good news is the Trump supporter, uh, who originally was charged with assault, all the charges have been dropped. So our Trump supporter, yay, had his day in court. So. Yep, this is the way the left operates. But there's a lot of things yeah. you do that don't put people, don't get the idea that, you know, getting involved with We the People Rising puts you uh, in harm's way. It doesn't. There's a lot that needs to be done, including just coordinating phone calls. Um, but I want to make sure folks know how to reach you because it's important that we continue to give those folks that are sitting at home right now. And I got to tell, I got to share a quick story with both of you that I was. Uh, out and about this week, as I usually do, I don't spend all my time behind a, a microphone and and trying to figure out what's going on out there. I get out and about, and in a couple of places that I was at this week, I got to let you both know that there were people that tune in regularly to the Unite IE Radio Show that came up to us and said how much they appreciate the material that we cover, the topics that we cover, the way that we cover it, and actually compared our program to some highly prominent radio shows that have been on air for 20-plus years. So kudos to us. I mean, just doing what comes natural. But those folks that are sitting at home and listening to this and wondering what you can do, Robin, give them a little bit of an idea of the kinds of things that you guys do in order to put pressure on the left and defeat bills like this. Yes, sure. Um, We do. We monitor legislation on immigration and your listeners can make phone calls. Actually, that's one of the most important tools in our arsenal is using our telephones. We have stopped amnesties in the past nationwide by the telephone. So there's much they can do just picking up the phone. Uh, We go to Congress members' offices as citizen lobbyists to uh, ask them to vote in favor or against a particular bill. Uh, We go to city council meetings. Uh, We go to the county board of supervisors meetings. We are very focused politically. We're trying to influence the body politic to be the voice of the people. Uh, For example, just a couple of weeks ago, the San Bernardino County Sheriff, John McMahon, held a forum on the Truth Act. Now, that is a, a state bill that requires all sheriffs to report on their interaction with the illegal aliens within their jail for the previous year. So we showed up to that, and we had more, yay, on our side than the illegal aliens. But um, that's just one example of where we approach the body politic in their offices, at meetings, and we're trying to get them to do the right thing, hold them responsible. And this is where we really need everyone to join us. Uh, You can go to our website. It's the name of our group. We the people rising.com and our contact information is there as well as events, upcoming events. Um, so uh, please get involved, come join us. If you can't get out in the field uh, when we do a rally or we go to a meeting, again, there is a lot you can do with your telephone on social media. You can be a voice from your own home. So we need an army. We need an army of activists. And I would say um, our group, what motivates us at the core is 
the love we have for this country. We are all patriots that love this country, love our flag. So what propels us ultimately is love. And you have legal immigrants that number among your ranks. It's not just folks that you... uh you know, that, that, that fit what the left likes to characterize as, uh, you know, old white uh, extremists. But you have any number of individuals that have actually legally immigrated here that are, di- that, are, that, are, that are extremely opposed to these types of policies. We sure do. And those legal immigrants, they are just on fire after what they had to do. They did it the right way. They're here the right way. They follow the laws to see uh, illegal aliens uh, allowed to jump the line. Um, as we keep, we have started calling them special privileges for illegal aliens within our legislative body. So, yes, we have um, great legal immigrants um, from all nations that um, are on fire to uh, uphold our laws. And in addition, most of them are avid Trump supporters. So we welcome we are not at all against immigration. We are against illegal immigration. And we welcome legal immigrants into our group because they are some of our most passionate, passionate mm-hmm. activists. And that's, that's an important factor is, is it the fairness of it is to reward people for lawbreaking and let lawbreakers jump the line ahead of people who are following the law and waiting their turn to immigrate legally. And Robin also has a, has a great e, uh, e-newsletter. Um, can they, how do they how are they sign up for that? I'm looking at your website. I don't see offhand a, a space to do that. Yes, they can just contact me. Uh, my number's there on the website, or go uh, go to our event page, come to an event, and meet us in person. Uh, and we would be happy to put you on our email list. We also have a Facebook page. <clears throat> they can uh, join us on Facebook as well. Wonderful, and Sweet. we are we are just about out of time here. Um, you're doing very important work because, uh, as Ann Coulter said, that immigration is the most important issue because it determines all other issues yes. and determines whether yes. or not we're going to have a country and what kind of country it is. So just thank you, Robin, for being on our show, and thank you for everything you're doing for the cause of freedom. Tune in next week for another exciting edition of Unite, i.e. Radio. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM590 The Answer. By now, I'm sure you've all been hearing about the fact that mortgage rates have dropped a whole percentage point in the last 12 months. So what does that mean to you? Well, if you own a home, it means we can possibly, one, reduce your payment, two, pull out cash and pay off other bills, and then further reduce your payment, or three, we can possibly reduce the term of your loan and get your home paid off years earlier than you planned. If you're over 62 considering a reverse mortgage, the lower the interest rates are, the more money you get on a reverse mortgage. And if you haven't even inquired about a reverse, you owe it to yourself to investigate this tremendous financing option. So if you're thinking about any of these, the time to act is now. 
For more information, call me at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Summit Funding logo. Ed Hoffman, NMLS ID number 9921. California DRE ID number 1016658. Arizona MLO license number 0926439. Branch NMLS ID number 1841782. Summit Funding Incorporated NMLS ID number 3199. Arizona license number 0925837. Equal housing opportunity. AM 590. The answer.